Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about all things Pinterest. Now, you guys know I love diving into content strategy, but I will fully admit, and I even admit to our guest, that I have not done a great job on Pinterest. So I wanted to have Nicole Saunders on selfishly because I want to get this part of my business a little bit more elevated than it currently is and she delivers. But first, before we dive into the interview, I want to mention that Jessica Colthard reviewed me on Podchaser. She said, Brittany's very knowledgeable, and I find her content very helpful and relevant. Podchaser is new to me. I don't spend a lot of time over there. I probably need to, but it's a spectacular place to find more podcasts. So if you are looking for more podcast content, I highly recommend checking it out. And as always, if you find value in this episode, please go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or wherever you are learning and listening to podcasts. Those reviews help other people find the same content. I cannot tell you how important it is to share the wealth and knowledge that you have. All right, on to our interview with Nicole. Nicole Saunders is a Pinterest marketing strategist and owner of Saunders Says. Through the magic of Pinterest, Nicole helps female entrepreneurs and small business owners grow their businesses. When not working with Pinterest accounts, Nicole can be found hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina with her husband and their three dogs, a basset hound, and two golden doodles. She loves making pottery, personality tests, and is obsessed with Mumford & Sons. And I know that you guys are going to find incredible value in this interview, as I did. All right, Nicole, welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here, Brittany. I am also really excited for you because, and I'll just be really blunt here, my audience knows that this is my way. I am probably not using Pinterest properly. So I'm actually really excited to hear what you say and see how I can apply it to my own business, of course. Yeah. What I really want to do is just make sure that everyone understands what is different about Pinterest from what they might think it's about, but really also how to get it going so that it works for you. My big thing is always that any content you're putting out there should be working for you as a valuable member of your team. So why don't you start off with a little bit about you and then we'll kind of dive into that. Of course. So I'm really excited to share a lot about Pinterest and and helping people kind of get started because I find that if you're not on there and not utilizing it, you're missing out on so much. So my background was in higher education. I was in working on a college campus for almost a decade and decided it was time for me to take a leap and, you know, like I told my students to follow their own dreams. So I did that and I'm this coming up March, so March 2021, will be three years full-time self-employed, and I've pretty much been doing Pinterest management and Pinterest strategy since that start and have just found that my personality really matches the platform because it is such a visual platform, and I'll go ahead and, and kind of hop into why you should be using Pinterest or really understanding it. So, Pinterest is not like any other platform. Most people think of it as another social media platform, something that they are just going to have to do. Another one of those 
check boxes, right? So the cool thing about Pinterest is it's actually a visual search engine. It's a search and return. So when you go on there, it's it's similar to Google. You type in a word or a sentence or, you know, whatever, and it's going to return results. So that's what people go on there for. They're going on there to search for things and to find things. So when your content is on there and they're searching, um, let's say they're searching for a plant guide, like how to take care of plants. I'm a big plant person and I'm looking at all my plants right now. I am a plant mama as well. So we are (laughs) together there. (laughs) Say they're looking for plant care tips for new plant moms or whatever. What they're going to find are when they search that, hopefully lots of care tips for new plant owners. So the cool thing too about Pinterest is it's the third largest search engine. So it's right behind Google and YouTube. People go there to search to solve problems. They don't go there to socialize. So it's not a social media platform whatsoever. It's actually a really cool marketing platform because people don't realize that they're getting marketed to. You're building up that know, like, and trust factor because people find your content and they start just kind of deep diving down that rabbit hole. I know this past spring I was really into gardening, I think with everybody else in the pandemic, but I wanted to learn more about specific types of gardening. And I came across this account, never heard of the person, but got on their email list, bought their ebook. Like I just fell in love with wanting to know more about permaculture. So I went to this lady's content hole. I guess her funnel is the, is the correct term, but It was a really cool way to use Pinterest for me as a user, not even as a marketer or someone, you know, doing client accounts. I was using it as a regular everyday Pinterest user. So it was a lot of fun. So I will fully admit from the personal side, I think I have Pinterest like very well figured out. I've got, you know, my ambitious recipes board and then my everyday recipes board. And I know how to use it as a search engine. If I'm looking for, you know, a dairy free ice cream recipe, I can find it just fine. But what I've struggled with is how do I translate that into my business? So I'll give you a little bit of an outline here. So back in episode 111, I kind of rift on four big content mistakes that people are making. And one of those was actually don't put how-to content out because realistically, if you put how-to content out on Instagram or Facebook, you know, someone might see it and, and you know, they might be actually looking for that information at the time. But realistically, they're not looking for that information right now. And by the time they are looking for that information, they're not going to know how to find it because that's not how social media works. But I'm going to guess that you're going to say how-to content is perfect for Pinterest. Oh my gosh, yes. Because when you think about Pinterest, you want to think about SEO as well. So if you're writing a blog post about how to care for a variegated Monstera, you know, that is perfect for Pinterest as well. Think about it in a way of like, how are people going to find this? What are they going to search for? Most people aren't going to go and search for, you know, they might not just search variegated plant with holes in it. No, they're going to go search for how to care for specific example. So when you want to make it as easy as possible for people to find your content. So it's those how to's because really what you're doing is offering a solution to somebody's problem. So if my problem is I don't know how to take care of this plant I just got, well, I need to know how to take care of that plant or I need to know how to use social media to drive traffic 
to my website so I can have more conversions. So whatever it is, what you are sharing is content that can help people solve a problem. You're the solution provider. And here's the cool thing too with Pinterest, they want it to be positive. And I, and I think that's another reason I really love Pinterest is because it does feel positive over there. I don't go over there and feel like my soul is being sucked out because there's all the <laughs> drama. But if you go over there and you're like looking for plant tips, like how to care for a plant, if you see something that says how to not kill your plant or don't kill your plant with these tips, like you want to think about it and spin it in a positive way, how to keep your plant alive keep your plan alive with these four care tips. So that's the cool thing. Like when you're there and you're seeing the positive and it's just those little, little subtleties, but it really does make a difference and it makes people want to stay on the platform. And I didn't mention this before, but one of my favorite things about Pinterest, and this is where it really does differ from social media. Cause like you were saying, if people put up how to tips on Instagram or Facebook or really any other platform, they don't want to send traffic off their platform. They want to keep people on their platform because that's where they get their data. That's where they get their money, you know? So my favorite thing about Pinterest is they want people to click off. They want to send people to your website because you are helping their user. And when their user is being helped and they're finding the information they need, they're going to stay on that platform more. So that's my favorite thing because I know you can grow your traffic, you can grow your business, you can make more product sales because Pinterest is going to send people to your website, your landing page, wherever you want them to go. So that's why I'm, I just get really passionate about it. I'm like, everybody needs to be on Pinterest. <laughs> and I know it's like, I sound like a broken record, but it really is such a good tool that people are not taking full advantage of because you can get on organic traffic on there. Like I, I work with a slew of clients and we don't even run ads for them um, because they're getting such good organic traffic. Now ads have a different place and I won't go into that into too much detail on that, but you can get organic traffic from Pinterest. I mean, especially right now, like hopping on and getting started um, from the holiday season and then getting it ready at the first of the year, like quarter one. So you are ready to take those seasonal changes of Pinterest and you're helping people, especially as I know a lot of business owners do like fall launches. So now's the time to set that baseline so you can get that groundwork done and lay the foundation. So when people are ready and they're searching for your solution to help their problem, your content's there. It's going to be found. So yeah, it's important to have those keywords, those terms that people can find you. So if it's a how-to, yes, that is so perfect for Pinterest. I never thought about it from the positivity light that you mentioned. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because so many of the other ways that you can market your business are all about pain points. And I know that a lot of people who don't like dwelling in the negative really struggle with that ethically. Like, why do I have to make everyone feel bad about themselves to like me? And I love that you mentioned that Pinterest wants people to feel good on their platform. So turning it around, flipping your typical marketing message into that positive light, if that's something that you really want to focus on, Pinterest is probably a place that you want to check out. Of course. Totally agree. You don't see people complaining. I like to call Facebook complain book half the time because, <laughs> you know, you're not seeing status updates. 
most of the content that you're seeing on there is unbranded. You don't know whose it is. But once you find something that you need that solves that problem, that's where that know, like, and trust factor comes in because you start building that relationship. And most people think of Pinterest as being cold audience. But honestly, they're already lukewarm because they are searching for that problem that they need help with. And if you're not on there, you can't offer your solution to them. So that's why it's important that you are putting your own content over there. All right. So you made a good point. You know, they're already problem aware. So they're, you know, trending towards warm, lukewarm at the very least. So how do we make sure that we are putting our pins up with proper keywording? Like, is there a method to this madness? So it's a lot of research, honestly. So if you are promoting, you know, you're a plant shop and I'm just going to keep using that example because it's easy. But say you have a local plant shop, but you also sell your plants and you ship and you want people to buy your plants or you have ebooks and digital products or plant printables. So you want to do the research on Pinterest and it's literally going on Pinterest and looking at the search bar and seeing what comes up. So if you know you have a Monstera and you want to sell this plant or you want to sell this ebook about care tips for Monsteras, you need to research the keywords for that. So that might be Monstera care tips, Monstera deliciosa, and so on. It might be new plant mom, plant decor, like keep thinking deeper and deeper. Now you don't want to lead people astray. So if it's like, you know, you're helping somebody with a Hoya, but you're actually your ebook is about philodendrons. And this might not make sense to anybody that's not a plant person, but those are two completely different plants. They grow in different environments. They make different leaves. One might be a vining plant where the other's not. So you want to make sure that what you are giving as your solution is taking them to that right place. So I would go and do research. Research about your niche and deep dive into it on Pinterest the same way you would do SEO research for Google or even YouTube if you're on that um, platform. So it's about finding those keywords. What are people searching for? If you know, you're a social media manager, but you really just want to offer Instagram stuff, I wouldn't even go into saying like, social media management, I would focus more strongly on Instagram only. So when you go into Pinterest, type in that keyword on the key search bar, like pretend you're a user, search from your end user's perspective, your ideal client and see what comes up. So that's a good way to find those keywords. Now, the other thing about that, when you're writing pin descriptions, make sure you have a pin title. So that's kind of newer to Pinterest within the last year or so. That title helps you stand out. It's also really good for Tailwind. Tailwind is a uh, scheduling platform for Pinterest. So it's really, really good. It's a great time saver. And we can talk about that in a minute if, if you want. But you want to make sure you have the title. So the title, you should have keywords in that. Now, it shouldn't just be like plant, green, Hoya, heart, leaf. Like it needs to be like Hoya, care tips for the Hoya Caria or something like that. So we want to keep to more like sentence based, like normal speak search terms. Exactly. 
you do not want it to be like stuffed with keywords that you don't want to like they keep going back and forth on hashtags. I would say just drop the hashtags for now. Don't even worry about that. It was a thing. It's not a thing. It was a thing. It's not a thing. So I always joke Pinterest is a moody teenager because they'll offer one thing and then they take it away. So don't get too caught up in that. As long as you are following these basics, like having good sentences peppered with keywords, not smothered like gravy on biscuits, like pepper it. So as long as you're doing that, you're setting yourself up for success, whether Pinterest adds hashtags again or not. The keywords are what's going to make it important. The other thing that I'll talk about with keywords. So Pinterest, because it's so visual, actually has in their API, and I don't know the technology or how they build this. Like it's kind of actually creepy, but it's really cool too. Their API is built so they see graphics. So if somebody is using, let's say a stock photo of a green mug, and you go and you look at that, you can see similar images to that. So when you're putting keywords, you want to think about putting them on that image as well, because that also helps your content get found. Pinterest recognizes those. Again, I don't know how they do it. It's really creepy, but it works. So if you have a picture of a laptop and you're a social media manager and you don't put any graphics like text overlay on that, I'm just going to think it's a laptop and I'm not going to scroll right past it. But if you had how to do Instagram hashtag research, oh my gosh, I need that. I'm going to click on that and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to find your content because that would be really helpful for the end user. So you want to make sure those images are really good and you have text on them so you can help people find you, help me help you kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Regarding the whole weirdness of the Pinterest engine knowing exactly what the visual content is. That technology amazes me. There's a site, I think it's called Tenai, and you can actually like upload one of your photos and it'll tell you everywhere in the internet that photo exists. So if you're looking for someone that's, you know, lifted your copyrighted content, it's great for that. But like when you really think about it, it is crazy that they know so much. But if you think about it from the Pinterest point of view, the fact that they're using, you know, SEO terminology that they're asking you to really describe your content in a educational way, it goes hand in hand. Of course, they're using that kind of technology when they're trying to help people find similar content to what they're already searching for. Yeah. And here's a funny story. I was uh, doing a presentation once about Pinterest basics and stuff locally here in Charlotte. And I was like, here's how you use the Pinterest lens. And I pulled up the Pinterest lens on the app and I took a picture of one of the chairs in the room. And I was like, see, if you want to buy this chair, you can go find it at Ikea. So it's really fun to like, people are like, what? You can do that? So it's really cool too. Like if you are say a home designer or an interior designer and you want to help a client, somebody's like a client's like, I really like this tile backsplash. Can you help me find it? And they're like, I have no clue. Use the Pinterest lens. Like it's there to help you. Um, and it's, it's a really neat way to find like, oh, I could buy it here or this item looks similar here. So it's really cool. The technology that is built into Pinterest and, and the search and all of that. So I know that we have talked a lot about visual content, about personal things like like plants. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm, I'm cool with that because I like I probably am someone who uses Pinterest to search for how to care for 
your Monstera. But you know, when we're talking about more people who are selling, you know, digital info products, you know, it's less visual. It's more, I guess, word based, probably. But how do we make sure that our pins stand out when we don't have all the visuals to back up our products? Yeah. So let's say you're selling like a keyword planner or, you know, a printable that those digital download products. What I like to do is suggest a screenshot of that item. And maybe it's not, uh, you know, you don't want to give it away. So some of it might be blurred out, but you can do like a pin graphic with a couple images of like those screenshots. So it's like, oh, I get five pages of a PDF download. Help the person visualize that. My favorite ones are like, the five pages or three pages kind of spread out with an arrow pointed to it. So you can help people like guide them with words to grab this download, get this digital product, hashtag bank for Instagram, just $29, whatever it is, you can help them. Like people aren't dumb. They know that they're, it's either going to be a freebie that they have to give their email to, or it's a paid product. Like don't try to hide what you're providing to people. So, you know, you can put that on the, on the graphic with text overlay. You can put it in the description, put it. And I suggest both places to be honest, you know, AB test it, like see like, okay, if I put this um, dollar amount on the pin, but on this one, I just put buy now, like test it out there, you know, see what works best, what's resonating with your audience on Pinterest and let it go. The other thing that I like about that is your pins, unless you go and delete them, they are on there forever. And I don't recommend deleting them because you never know, like Five years down the line, somebody might find you based on that hashtag bank for Instagram. But now you are offering Instagram full on management services and they want to hire you. And it's five years later. But here we are, because it does take sometimes that no like and trust factor. It takes it a while to build up sometimes because we're not seeing the whites and eyeballs because we're not on video. But and I'm sure you talk about this a lot, but hearing people's voices is the second one. The third one is is reading their content. So the more they see your information, the more your content is out there, the more they're going to be like, oh, this person is an expert. I can trust them. So I love that. Now, one thing I will say, I said I wasn't going to get into too much of ads, but if you do decide to run ads down the line, there are certain keywords that you can't use like now and things like that. So I won't go into that too much further, but if you do decide to run ads, make sure you research those terms that are like hot that you should not be using when you're running ads. Good to know. I have not yet gotten into Pinterest ads. It's been on my like, I should probably look into this list for, <laughs> oh, six months, you know. You know, I think every platform has their own little quirks, you know, in Facebook ads, they really don't want you to use the word you too often because it makes people feel like pinpointed, right? So on Pinterest, it's just using the word word now. You just have to know the platform that you're going to be using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you. This has been amazing, Nicole. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have going on and how people can find you? Yeah. So currently I have Pinterest graphic templates. So if you're like, okay, this is a lot of information and I don't really know how to make a graphic that is eye catching, but I know I need textile on it and I, I want to follow what, what Nicole's saying about best practices for Pinterest. I have a whole 
50 set of Canva templates um, and they're just $27. So they are fully editable and customizable for you and your brand. You just drop your images in, change the text, put your colors. Um, it's that easy. And they're again, $27. You can go to saundersays.com. That's S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S says S-A-Y-S.com forward slash graphics. So I have those. And then if you want to connect with me, I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Saunders, S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S underscore says S-A-Y-S. And I would love to hang out with you there. Feel free to DM me, ask me questions. I love chatting Pinterest. I love connecting with other entrepreneurs and seeing what they have going on. Perfect. Well, Nicole, thank you so much. I learned quite a bit and therefore obviously just added a few different tasks to my uh, to-do list, of course. <laughs> uh, and I'm hoping that the audience can say the same and that we can all use this amazing platform to our benefit. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was a joy. Um, anytime I get to talk about Pinterest, I just uh, get so passionate and, and I start geeking out. So um, yeah, thanks again. Geeking out's a good thing. We like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you so much to Nicole. I really appreciate the time that you spent with me, with the audience. And thank you for your little tips on being positive. I mean, who doesn't need a little bit more in that life? All right, you guys. See you next week.